With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing students in Athens TV into virtual learning, we tried to figure out how can we make this class experience better when you can't be doing video production on a daily basis. And the solution we came up with was guest speakers. Today we had a very special guest, Chris Estrada, a Troy Athens alum, a veteran of two Athens TV trips to Los Angeles, and he is currently stationed in Baghdad, uh, working for the National Guard in photojournalism, photo and video, and he joined us for two classes, two classes today. So if we are referencing what happened in the past, that's because of what we heard in the earlier hour. He is coming to us from Baghdad. Yes, Baghdad, overseas. Uh, Chris, is, that, is it 2018? Graduate? What I, or 18 or no, 19? 2017. 2017, even better. 2017 graduate from Athens High School, Athens TV, a two-time veteran of our trip to Los Angeles, and he now works for the National Guard in a very interesting role. So I guess let's start where we started before, Chris. Um, take us back into high school, and what was it about film that made you want to pursue the path in this way? So if we go back to, I could say something about like how I was really interested in all these, like just how film was made and stuff like that. But in truth, like you taught my sister uh, English and I was like, oh, I know that guy. So I started, I signed up for the class just thinking, oh yeah, videos are cool. Uh, not knowing that it would snowball into what it has today. Uh, I took the class back when we were doing, we we're still doing live announcements. Uh, that was, yeah, that was my sophomore year, 20, 2016, I think, 2015, something like that. Uh, I did the audio, I did the, I did, uh, the, the cuts for the camera, we did lights. Uh, I had very few speaking roles. And then, uh, yeah, so junior year, I, I didn't take the class again, but senior year, I went back. Uh, that was when we transferred it over to YouTube, and uh, that became the, pr the primary focus of that. Uh, we didn't really put out, uh, admittedly, I didn't put out many videos uh, that year, but it was a it was a good time to at least develop those uh, those soft skills and things like that to help me uh, kickstart kind of what uh, my career in the National Guard would be. I enlisted my senior year, uh, actually almost four years ago to to the day, uh, which was very interesting. I really just did it because I wanted to go to college uh, for a cheaper price than what's usually uh, advertised. And uh, I'm doing just that, but right now I'm on deployment. I've been here since January. I've been to Iraq, Syria, Jordan, uh, soon back to Kuwait. I'll be back this month. Well, that's pretty great. And I remember just when you were in class, kind of what you said, maybe you weren't producing dozens of videos, but you were always very interested in what we were doing. You're always working with a group. And I just wonder now if that has translated to where you're at here, that group ethic, or do you find you are having to work on an individual level off often? Like what's, what's your workday structure? Who are you working with? I know in our last uh, visit last hour, you mentioned your boss and the two of you were doing this class, but is it a team you're working with or individuals? So yeah, yeah, I deployed with a I deployed with a unit that that primarily focuses just on uh, on photo, video, public affairs, uh, things like that. Except uh, they cast me away when I went to Syria. I'm the only guy left. My boss is uh, 
he he works with like public affairs adjacent like to photo and video stuff he doesn't actually do it though so uh when while usually i love doing uh team stuff you're right i was really engaged with uh with many groups uh i've been finding i have to do a lot of things solo now which has been a bit of a struggle but it's also really helped me out for the better because even though i love working on teams and stuff like that if i don't if i can't work every role right that could that could usually be done in a video uh production and i kind of am a burden i feel so it doing that has kind of enabled me to kind of help every single part that i was kind of weak in. like i was never really super creative well i like doing video but I, I'd be remiss if I said I didn't like doing photo more. So learning how to do video more and learning how to do all the intricate things about it uh, as a solo person, that's really helped a lot as well. And what was it about the National Guard that you found attractive? I know you said uh, paying paying for college uh, was important, but I think a lot of people would look at the military as very far down the list in terms of their fallback options but it's i mean you're gonna leave this presumably with a lot of skills college a big chunk of it paid for maybe some other money like what about it was attractive for you so uh some backstory i kind of me and my sister grew up always knowing the military and all that because uh you know my dad was in it he's still in for for now we kind of talked about it you know offhandedly just Hey, you ever thought about doing it? Uh, I always told them no. And then one day I said yes. Not really because of him, but more, yeah, like I said before, because of college. I had already planned on taking a gap year. You know, like I wasn't, I didn't do wonderfully in high school, but I at least, uh, I at least knew that I wanted to go to college eventually. So I was going to take that year to kind of just, uh, like I said before, like develop some, some transferable skills and things like that. And I was like, wait. I could just knock out two birds with one stone, get get better college, and then uh, it also develops skills that I want, uh, that I actually want to learn. So in doing that, uh, I kind of figured out that the National Guard would just be a really good fit. So I actually didn't tell my dad that I enlisted for like a week after uh, I talked to the recruiter. So it came as a surprise to him too, but I was like, you know, if I could at least do this for six years, just get what I need out of the way, get college done for, uh, which I have most of it paid for now. And uh, it just be done with it, which is like, it, it, that's what it looks like it's gonna happen. But uh, yeah, that's what I'll do. It's a small price to pay. I'm pretty physically active. Uh, I meet most of the requirements. So I figured it, why not? My, my opinion has changed a little bit about uh, the military as a whole, but for the most part, that, that's why I did it. I don't think I'd change much. Uh, with regards to that either. So you, you go to basic training, uh, you said down in Georgia, and I'm guessing that's your more traditional military training. How much training do you get yes. in the field that you're working in, or is a lot of that on-the-job training in terms of photo and video? So when I went to Georgia, uh, that was all that was all like basic military stuff, right? They taught you how to shoot, they taught you how to March, they taught you all the basic military stuff and they really just made you sweat a lot. Uh, it wasn't until I graduated, I think that was like, oh geez, it was like two and a half months, I think of, of, of that type of training until I went to Maryland, which is where they they had the, the schoolhouse for uh, 
they have the school has to do uh it's called defense information school dinfos and that's where they do all the media stuff that's where they teach you how to shoot photo video news writing and they've got like people that have been in the who are who have been in the industry for a long time teaching you how to do this stuff it's been really good it's also where the nsa is at uh fun fact uh my dad learned that the hard way when he tried to visit me one time and he went through the wrong gate didn't really work out but yeah that's just uh just a sidebar just so all in all i think it lasted about five months was my total training like another two and a half of those being uh being uh photo video training and all that and it kind of like it helped um but it's it didn't um most of my most of my skills and stuff really came from working out in the field and being able to just try different things right so absolutely and it looks i mean i can't fully see the view out the window there but it looks like a beautiful day in baghdad um oh yes what what have you been up to lately like what kind of projects are you working on and what is it that you're usually spending your time doing so we just wrapped up uh teaching the iraqi special operations forces uh their counterterrorism uh branch we just wrapped up finishing teaching a class of those guys how to uh basically how to do what you guys do with this class just shoot photo video learn how to edit uh, all, learn all the basics so that they could go to their unit prepared and ready to go to make some pretty cool products. Uh, for some context, this, these guys are going to be publishing to a platform that has almost 2 billion followers to it. It's a really big deal in Iraq. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a strong sense of nationalism uh, behind this. They really take pride in, uh, in their job. So it's, uh, it's a really big deal for these guys. So in order to in order to properly like send them on their way, you know, we kind of kickstarted this class that we can hopefully uh, just get more numbers into making making videos and uh, just supporting that effort. So that's what the class that's what the class we've been teaching, right? Uh, it's been it was about two months, I believe, of just training. I, I think that's why I said last time, but uh, it's been about about there, and we uh, from that, I believe, it's just been. Uh, they just graduated, right? So from there, they're just they're just now going out to the units. They're just now working on uh, real projects and things like that. And uh, I believe, because they they I show they showed me their their final products and all that. I think they're ready to go. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but you know they had an excellent teacher. So, so what's what's their goal now? Like, what kind of content are they going to be putting out, and what? were some of the specific things they, they really needed the, the training on from, from you? So for, for those guys, now that they're out and uh, now that they've returned to their units, uh, these guys are fully trained uh, special forces, uh, Iraqi soldiers, right? So they're going to be able to do all the same things that those guys do. Now they just have the additional skill of being able to shoot photo video and uh, basically just convey the message of defeat ISIS to uh to their audience. So that's a really good asset uh, in their back pocket now that they have, they're gonna be embedding with those guys. They're gonna be going out on all the cool guy missions and stuff like that. And uh, they're basically just going to keep doing that until uh, until told otherwise. For them, the biggest issue that they had um, was audio, right? It, was, uh, it wasn't really, it was just really just small, uh, small, small, like minute issues really just across the board. But for them, it was like really just audio. There's, uh, and I really just can't stress it enough. If you're like outside, right? And it's windy or something like that. And you have like a shotgun microphone. Think about 
Think about what you're going to put on that microphone to catch the wind, right? Uh, we use dead cats. I don't know if you guys use that at all, but that's been a really great tool to, to kind of help catch that. Uh, that's something I wish I knew back in broadcasting, but uh, it definitely, uh, definitely just learning that and then also learning what you can do in post uh, and just kind of helping those melt together. Once they kind of picked up on that, uh, the, it kind of flatlined a little bit. You know, there's still those little minute issues, right? But it, it still conveys the message and uh, it hasn't really affected the way their audience perceives, uh, perceives their organization. Yeah, you'll be happy to know that we have um, upgraded. So we don't have literal dead cats, but the tool that you put to block the wind, we the dead cat <laughs> on the microphone we've got. Ah, yes. Um, but it's just, it's kind of comforting to know that whether you are an Athens TV student wandering down the hall or Iraqi special forces, audio is still like the final frontier. The thing that you really need to worry <laughs> yeah, it's about. Yeah, it's still a, still a bit of a nightmare, I would say. Just... Uh, but at the same time, that kind of that kind of goes to show it's even though those are two different like these you guys are high schoolers, those guys are like anywhere between 20 and 30, 40 even years old, they're you, you guys are still all learning at the same level. Uh, I do believe like I do believe that the, everyone's gonna learn at the same rate, as, at least for video, because there's just some barriers that you need everyone's gonna have to break it at some point or another, even if it's done in like a weird order, uh, everyone's gonna still have issues with audio. Everyone's still gonna have issues with uh, cuts and transitions and things like that and shot sequences. Uh, it's just a matter of blending it all together. And uh, it, it, the sooner you guys like hash that out, the sooner you guys get those like creative juices flowing, it's really gonna be after that, like smooth sailing, I'd say. For sure. It's, it's just cool to see that it's one of those things that transcends all languages, cultures, like there's still <laughs> the same structure and everything that you have to work with. Um, oh, yeah. I imagine you've seen many very interesting things, probably to say the least, in your deployments. And I don't know what you can and cannot talk about, of course, but are there any particular projects or moments um, in your experience overseas that stand out as memorable? It's just been, I guess for me, I got really lucky embedding with uh, a special forces unit as a Michigan National Guard college student. That is like, that's like a one in a million opportunity. Never expected it to happen. And I actually just forgot, uh, Mr. Burns, I actually have, uh, I'm gonna screen share some of the photos I've taken uh, just while I've been out here. So you can kind of get a visual idea, right? Of kind of what's been happening. All right, see if you can. my deployment. Can you see this all right? I can, and I'm trying to figure out why you, why the, why can this guest speaker always share, but the students, it never works for them. I guess it just knows, but <laughs> we're good. So yeah, there, there you are, take it okay. away. Yeah, so here's here's me at the bottom right here. That's, uh, this is my class, right? They're all, a lot of fabulous mustaches, a lot of really cool uh, individuals, but that was, yeah, that was about a week ago now, all, all ready to go. Uh, so here's, uh, this was in Jordan, I believe. They were doing a jujitsu class. Uh, definitely got whooped in the ring. I, I I tried. It wasn't it wasn't great, but I also brought my camera out because I figured it'd be a good opportunity. So we got a few of those, some some medical IV training, things like that. You you try to like square it up. I, I really like this shot just because of the uh, just because of the way like I set up the phone and all that. Like you can still see what's happening, but it's just through a different lens, literally. 
this was back in Syria when they were doing uh, illumination mortar rounds. There's a lot of challenges with lighting here, and I do think that a few of these, a few of these shots are just really about about luck. So when you're when you're shooting, I guess just for me it was always just bring a tripod, right? Because I did bring one, I did pack one on this trip, and I realized I really should add one, but it really helps a lot. So just I'm, I'm kind of just showing all these to uh, wait, hold on, Let's see if we go back, yeah. Kind of just showing all these to kind of convey. This is the essence of the of the trip I was on. Really enjoyable. Uh, would do again, but that's that's kind of where it's been. I've been at Syria, Georgia, and Iraq, all all these different places, and it was a real real treat. But basically, for me, it was always just shooting photo and supporting those guys. Uh, never really had like a specific mission for a while until I got to Iraq, but. From there, it was just just tagging along, being a cool guy, helping out every once in a while. So how many of the photos, like, are you taking? Like, we talked about safety earlier. You mentioned, you know, you usually feel pretty safe. But are you ever out, like, on assignment or patrol? Or where, where's your primary? Are you back at the base? Or where, where do they have you going? It just depends on the day kind of thing. I, yeah, it does really depend on the day. Sometimes... The uh, the SF guys will will say, okay, hey, we're going out of patrol. We can really uh, we're gonna do something pretty cool. We'd like if you came outside. I'd be like, okay, cool. Let me get all my stuff together. Uh, we'll we'll go out. It'll be like a seven hour drive in a very uncomfortable comfortable vehicle, and then I get out once during the whole time to take photos. But it's uh, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Then there's other days where like today I didn't really do much, uh, just because there wasn't a lot going on. So I've just been sitting in the room, kind of prepared for this uh, for this interview. But it's been uh, stuff like that, you know. It the battle rhythm, or battle rhythm. We're gonna be here. The the rhythm of just the day is kind of like it, it really just depends. In Syria, it was a bit more structured, right? There was there were certain things I was doing. I had more routine. Here, it's like less so. Uh, that now that everything's graduated, now it's just like I'm gonna be ready to go home uh, for good now. So things like that. In Jordan, I was literally just on vacation. So I was like, I was just waiting on a flight. Really didn't have much going on. So I had to make work just just to not go insane. So things like that. Do you have any sense of, um, I know you've only been in a couple of years, but how the military has really embraced like the social media era. Like, I guess they've always kind of documented what they're doing, but any 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 sense that you get of how important it is from a military point of view to have these photos and videos? I mean, clearly it has served some kind of purpose if you, they have you deployed there, but has it evolved at all or just in your time that you've seen? I would say, yeah, I would say with the inclusion of social media, definitely. I think there's a lot of, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak like, I'm not going to speak like totally praising the military because there's things that have, they've done wrong and like there's, like they're not very social media uh, savvy at some at some parts, but you know, teaching them how to use social media and teaching them how to how to message well, things like that. There's still I I still think there's a long way that we have to go, but I think it's going in the right direction. Uh, the photo and video part, like that's always going to stay there. That's always going to be fine. But now we're in a very we're in a very different environment now. 
with social media. Like everything can happen in an instant. You can tweet something that's just so like innocent, right? You could say, I think this was a few years ago, but US Army tweeted uh, one time. It's like, oh, how has serving impacted you? It was meant to be like, a, oh, let's just get some engagements. Let's see what people are talking about. It became a like, they got ratioed to absolute hell when they were talking about, you know, oh, well, my best friend uh, committed suicide. They were talking about mental health issues. They talk about uh, the VA, things like that. So it came, it blew right back in their face and they, they didn't know what to do. I think as an entity for, for the US Army, they kind of have, like they can't treat social media the same way because obviously like they're, they have such a huge responsibility. They're in a lot of quarters of the world. So they, so they have like a lot more responsibility. But at the same time, they need to figure, like, and this is the challenge, they do need to figure out uh, how they could effectively, like, how they could reach those audiences that they want to, and uh, I guess just avoid uh, controversy, which is, I think everyone's trying to do that now with social media, right? So it's uh, it's definitely interesting. And uh, just another, <laughs> there's a brief, uh, as a brief side note, just this past week, uh, a major, military installation Fort Bragg. One of the social media guys didn't log off his uh didn't log off his Twitter account or he forgot to switch it. And uh let's just say was posting some things that he probably shouldn't have posted. So things like things like that were the account got shut down too. So now it's like that's just a major asset that you just lost. So things like that, you know, just constantly being aware of it. Military doesn't always attract the best folk to it and it's because it's such a huge organization like there's so many parts where it could go wrong but uh again i'm kind of optimistic for it i'm not going to stay in for very long but i i do think that they're heading in the right direction they're starting to the right the right dialogues that's good yeah it's terrifying running more than one social media account just you, know, you always <laughs> got to be on your guard um can you just talk about like in, in baghdad today i think based on what we would read or see or hear it's just a danger zone, you know, the entire place, life is not going on. But just from a, the average person point of view, what is life like in Baghdad or, or Kuwait or Jordan or even Syria, any of the other places that you've been? Um, is it like what we see on the news or is it more normal, I guess? I'd say uh, where I'm at right now is pretty, pretty great. Uh, we're, we're like in a, in a military complex that's like inside a military complex. So I, I, there is that level of safety. Like I'm right behind one of Saddam's palaces. I went to go visit it the other day. It's been really cool architecture, things like that. Uh, I'd say for right now, like where I'm at right now, mostly peaceful, mostly great. But, you know, there's still protests going on. There's still things that are happening uh, with the government uh, day in, day out. Uh, things that we have to be mindful of, even though it doesn't like directly affect us. Uh, just things that we have to be aware of. I don't say it concerns me that much. It hasn't really because I haven't really been here that long to, to experience it. But, you know, things like that, uh, there's always a risk of like what we call indirect fire where uh, sometimes people will shoot rockets uh, at various places and see where they land. Uh, we, I don't really worry about that that much, but, you know, it, it is a real risk that you have to like kind of account for. So there are procedures set in place. So when you think about it like that, it's like, oh, geez, like that, that doesn't sound too great. But uh, in truth, like, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to joke and say I'm built different, but like it, it does, uh, it, 
it just affects people in different ways. It doesn't affect me that much, but. Well, that's good. And we hope it will continue to not affect you that much. Um, <laughs> I hope not either. So you, so you got into this for, for college purposes. Like what's, what's the next step for you? You say it's not going to be military. Where do you see yourself going in the next year, five years? Or are you very so, off to in the future? Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting back into October. I'm sorry, November. I'm getting back in November. And uh, pretty much by, I'm going to take like a few few months off, right? Just do all that. Uh, I still work at Honeybake, so I'm going to go back and work a, work a Christmas baby just to feel something again. And then uh, that winter, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go back to, uh, I studied journalism at OU. So I'm going to go back, just keep chugging at that, keep building up a portfolio. The, the end goal is to do like photojournalism, right? And uh, I don't really know like for what bead I'd cover or anything like that, but uh, I do kind of want to continue uh, that path and see, you know, if it, if video translates over or anything like that. Uh, it'd be pretty easy for me to, in my opinion, like continue to cover like military stuff from a civilian side. I just think it'd be like way easier uh, than just going through uh all the stuff, all the stupid responsibilities that you have as a soldier. It's just like, it's beyond. So in Syria, we had NPR come out and they were just like super chill the whole time and they were just doing whatever. And I was like, I really wish that was me. So that's kind of what I'm framing my my career path on right now. Uh, but we'll, again, we'll see. I'm, yeah, I don't really want to st- stick it in here any longer than I have to. So uh, yeah, we're, we're just kind of going to go with the flow, get the bad stories. Uh, be done with it and see what happens. Well, that's great. I mean, you got some good photos in there and it seems like it's all worked out. I'm really glad it's all worked out. Um, I think I, I think I kind of gauge where you'd fall on this, but is it a path you'd recommend for people like this military path, especially if you have a particular skill that you want to learn or training that you want to get and I guess get money for college and stuff. Like, is it, you know, something that you would look into? Is it an option you'd include so, on the table? Yeah. And, and, and like I said before, or I think I said before, I'm not a recruiter, right? I'm not going to soup up uh, the military or anything like that. I I was kind of fortunate because I didn't have any, like, uh, pre-existing conditions or anything like that that kept me from being out. I, I, I needed the money, so I figured – you know, if I'm physically fit, it's something I could do. The soft skills were good. I did enjoy it. I think if you read all those, if the, if you read all those bills, uh, certainly it's something to take a look at just because uh, it's really, it's really difficult to see like where, uh, where college is going to go. Like as far as like funding and stuff like that, like, you know, after November, a lot of things could change uh, for better or for worse. So just things to keep in mind of, especially with that, you know, if, and I understand that like there's also like a moral uh, obligation some people feel like they have or a moral obligation not to. That's ob- that's perfectly fine too. Uh, just yeah, if it, if you think that that's something you want to do, and if you if you think you you meet the criteria, I don't see like a reason not to. Just you know understand what you're getting into. Realize that you're you're not you're not really working for yourself at that point. You're working for a, for a greater entity, uh, and just figure out what you want to do with that. For me. You know, that, that consists of getting college six years, getting out, but, you know, it could be different for someone else. And I hope, I hope that, uh, I hope that helps anyone that was, that's potentially thinking about it, but 
yeah, basically really just focus on, and it, this, this sounds a little bit selfish, but don't, don't focus about like how you think you could help the military. Think about how it can help you, right? Healthcare, college, again, uh, those soft skills. A lot, of, a lot of credits can transfer over too, depending on how long you stay in. You could get, you could, for funding, you could get that uh, passed down to your kids, things like that. All things to consider, but, uh, you know, definitely not, there, there are other solutions out there if you're also thinking about uh, how you can sustain yourself. So, yeah, definitely just something to ponder. Looking at the uh, our group picture from L.A., and I see, I mean, you're in there. Sophia was in a couple weeks ago. She was talking. She's working in film. I know Michael Abel's oh, that's good. working in film. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's pretty <laughs> I actually cool talked to Abel's like, I think, a year ago now. Yeah, to see that that's so, worked out. Good to see it. It's definitely a path. Um, I don't know if I saw you taken, but it's a, it's an awesome one. It's got you some great experiences and some great photos. So thanks for sharing those. Is there um, absolutely? You mentioned like their account. Is there any other place we here stateside can access to see the types of things you've done or have taught people to do? Uh, yeah. I think I've got a. Hold on, I can find a link really quick of just the. Uh, I'll drop it in the, in the yeah. Zoom chat a bit, but I'm going to, I got to let you go in about two minutes. So, yeah, well, we appreciate it. But I'll, I'll drop it in before I leave. Um, it's great to see you. Thanks for doubling up on these classes here. And um, good luck yeah, with everything. Sure. I hope you'll be back here soon and, and continuing on with the next step. Yeah, yeah. It would be good to visit again, uh, see, see everything that's, uh, that's changed in a while. Well, well COVID yeah, as, as you can tell, I haven't really experienced COVID that much, but it's it's not horrible, uh, but it's not great either. So yeah, it is great. what it is. I was definitely at the point where, like, I deployed just before everything kind of kicked off, and I was like, oh yeah, it'll be by the time I get back, it'll be over. Yeah. Uh, society has surprised me once again, so we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll see what learned, happens by the time uh, winter comes around. We've learned hurry up and wait, and then wait some more, and keep waiting. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah. Good to see you guys. Right. Hope you learned Thanks something. Thanks a lot. Take it easy.